John chapter 5, John chapter 5 as we get started. And if you're using one of those black pew Bibles in front of you, that would be page 837. No tricks there. I did actually look at the page number this morning. Page 837. The scripture will not be up on the screen, so I do really think it's important to open your Bibles. And in reading John 5, 18 to 29 this morning, we're going to see Jesus, the Son of God's equality with God the Father. We're see the divine authority of the Son. And in reading this and seeing this, we're also going to see how we are commanded not just to honor the Father, honor God, but we're also commanded to honor the Son as well. I'll be reading and then we'll talk about it. But first, I'm just going to read through the whole thing once. And then we'll go back and read it with some breaks and talking about it as we go. Um, Lee, I know you said I could have some extra time with Mona being gone, but I also have this other person, I'm not going to name names, that they reminded me that today's Sunday school kickoff, and it's going to be great coming back together in that way, so I need to watch the clock. So after reading the scripture, we're going to have some summarizing points, some application, and then we'll wrap up with some reflection, but there's a lot to see here. So I hope you have your pens ready to take down some notes. Let's read. Like I said, I'll read through once completely, and then we'll read it again. And the scripture here, John 5, 18 to 29, states this. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. Now in verse 20, if you're just catching up, for the father loves the son. It's so hard to just keep reading and not break. So I do just want to make one note. If you're one that underlines highlights in your Bibles, I did, and I underlined, Father loves the Son. And we'll talk about that later. Let's continue on. Verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life. Another thing I underlined, Son gives life to whom he will. Verse 22, for the father, the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. There's another great line to underline. Honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. In verse 25, finally, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment. Again, an underline, authority to execute judgment. Because he is the son of man. 
Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. And we end there today, but I'm going to read this again. Like I said, generally I try to just stop and talk about the scripture as we go, but some of you, that might really be bad. Maybe it, it messes with your, the flow too much for you. So I decided to read it once through, then we'll go back. So if you want to know those things I underlined, we're going to go over that again, and we're going to go over quite a bit more too. This is one of those huge scriptures teaching of the doctrine of the deity of Jesus Christ, authority of, the, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And yet, we're just going to give it one Sunday. So what I want to encourage you with, if this, if this challenges you to know more or entices you, dig into Scripture, learn more. May Sunday mornings not be the only time you open the Word of God and that you study the Word of God. And if you need helps, if you need direction on where to go or how to do this, please see me. I've got so many resources to loan out and help you with this. But let's read this again. Starting at verse 18, I want to remind you some background here. It says, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Remember, last week we looked at the healing of the impotent, disabled man. And these Jewish leaders, they were upset about what Jesus had just done. They were upset that he did this on the Sabbath. They believed Jesus was, was breaking one of their big laws of healing on the Sabbath. They believed that this man then was breaking a law of carrying his bed on the Sabbath. They would persecute Jesus. They would oppose him publicly because of this. But Jesus was not breaking any Sabbath. He was only breaking their stretching of the law and the control they had over the people. And beyond that, the Father and Son worked together in perfect harmony. There is no blasphemy here. So let's read this again. With that understanding of where we're coming from, it says this, this was why, verse 18, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Notice these words. I underlined equal. Jesus is equal with God. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. You see, we see Jesus now has their full attention. We see Jesus during the healing had healed the man and then told him to take up your bed and go. But then he disappeared. But then he came back on the scene, right as these, these religious leaders were getting all excited and up in a commotion. Jesus, he could have just stayed in the shadows. He could have walked off and walked to another man to heal. But no, Jesus came back and he had their attention now. And Jesus is going to use their attention to set forth a great series of truths concerning his relationship to the Father God in heaven. Scripture says, for whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Boy, you ever look in my Bible, you'll see a lot of underlines, a lot of highlights, a lot of notes, because there is just so much power in God's word. Whatever the father does, the son does likewise. Their, their relationship is so close that they function together simultaneously. Jesus is saying here that he is God and can do what God does. 
In fact, considering this verse, this idea, the healing of the man on the Sabbath in several days is just Jesus doing God's bidding because God would be doing likewise. God was doing likewise. And Jesus is God himself. Jesus is God. Jesus' power seen in the healing of the man is not a man separate from God, but of a man united in perfect harmony with God. It is of the same power and will. In verse 20, we read, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. There's some applications here for us. Again, I, I, I underlined, Father loves the Son. As I read this, I thought about my own marriage. And we think about our friendships. The Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. This shows us how the Father and the Son of God are both connected. In perfect harmony, they are always simultaneously connected through love. What does God's word tell us? To love one another as we love ourselves. To love God and to love others. That is how we are also to act in perfect harmony in love as brothers and sisters in Christ. And yes, we have fights, we have struggles, we have disagreements. But through Christ's example and humility, we must always show forgiveness and seek out that, that harmony together through love. But not just love, transparency. That's hard, isn't it? There's many struggles in marriages today when we hide things from one another. But we must share with one another. In all ways. But there's also another thing here that I saw. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. Here we have this subtle, as one pastor said, we have this subtle warning to the religious leaders here. And also warning to us. The father loves the son. And yet they're not going to listen, are they? They're not going to hear Jesus. They're not going to hear of the authority he has. The Father loves Jesus, and yet they're going to persecute him. They're going to oppose him. They're going to kill him, torturing him until death. And praise God, praise Jesus, for he raises from the grave three days later, victorious over life, death, and our sin. But it does beg us to ask ourselves, how do we love? How do we love? And then do we see the love that the Father has for the Son? And do we respect Jesus as such? Do we listen to Jesus? Do we yield to Jesus? Do we see and yield to Jesus' warnings, the Holy Spirit's warning within our life? Because the Holy Spirit is within us and speaking to us and yelling to us every day as we walk. Are we allowing the word of God to be a light to our path, a lamp in all we do? Do we listen and obey? Let's read on. Verse 20, And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. I underline, Son gives life. You know, this is an amazing comment, amazing piece of scripture here. Here, as we see these people, they are marveling. They're in amazement, but also critiquing that Jesus healed on the Sabbath. But little did they know Jesus was not going to stop here. Jesus has the power, the authority to give life to whom he will. And Jesus would raise Lazarus to the dead, from the dead, and he would continue with many other miracles. 
Jesus, the Son, is equal with God, God the Father. Jesus has the love of God the Father. Jesus has the power of God the Father. And next, we also see Jesus has the power to judge and to save. Verse 22 says, For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And again, I underlined honor the Son just as they honor the Father. But verse 24, before I talk about that, verse 24 is powerful. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And in this verse 24, we have a great gospel message, one of which is shared time and time again as we talk with people who do not know the Lord. One of which is used to show people that you do not need to remain dead. You can move from death to life. And as we speak of moving from death to life, I want you to see that it's not just that we recognize we are a new person that was somehow different. But God also looks down at us and sees new life in us through Christ. But there's also something else here. There's judgment. And someday we'll all answer at the great white throne of judgment for our sins. And when Jesus looks to us, will he see his works covering us or will he see our sin? There's judgment. And verse 25 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who, who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has also granted the Son to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Let's break this down now as we reflect upon what we read. Number one, we see, and I did write these down for your notes, Jesus has equality with God the Father. Jesus has equality with God the Father. There's a perfect harmony between God the Son and God the Father. He does the Father's work, but they work as one. And this is really an oversimplification, as I said. Number two, Jesus has the love of God the Father. And all these are straight from the scriptures. So if you want to study more, don't study what I'm saying. Study God's word. Jesus has the love of God the Father, and he must be honored he must be honored. Number three, Jesus has the power of God the Father to heal, to do miracles, to bring life. Life. Do you know this life? And finally, Jesus has the authority to judge and to save. And not that God the Father is powerless in any of these ways because he's not. He has simply given over these responsibilities, these authorities to the Son to act out. We're speaking of the divine authority of the Son today. And the question we have for ourselves is, what are we going to do with this information as we reflect upon it? 
We see that in the context of the scripture, Jesus given this lesson, this great series of truths to these religious leaders. They did not listen. They did not yield. They didn't obey. They didn't see the very truths that Jesus was laying out in front of them. Jesus was trying to tell them, I'm not breaking the Sabbath in any way, for I am God. And they didn't care. Do we care? Consider these things. Write down what you like, whether it be on a sheet of paper in your minds. Do we treat Jesus as being loved by God the Father? Do we treat him as equal with God? Or do we sometimes just treat Jesus as being equal with ourselves, another brother? Do we, unlike the leaders that day, do we listen and yield to God's warnings and teachings? I think we sometimes have a tendency to view Jesus as a loving Savior. And praise the Lord for that if you recognize that. That is great. We need to recognize Jesus as a loving Savior. We need to see God's love for us and sending him for us yet while we are still sinners. But we fail to also revere him as God, as Lord. And that changes the whole image of who Jesus is. Because Jesus is also Lord over our lives. And we must be in reverence of him. We must follow him. We must trust in him. We must submit to him in all ways. Listen to his teachings. Yield to his teachings. We're not saved by our works. We're saved by grace through faith in him. But there still should be an evidence of our salvation of which we want to bow before him, submit to him, say, cry out, Lord, I'm a sinner. Thank you for saving me. Help me to follow you today. Help me to follow you every day. Do you recognize Jesus? Do we treat Jesus as powerful, as knowing, as present, as judging and saving? Because I think we in many ways disrespect Jesus. We are commanded to honor the Father and the Son. The Father loves the Son. Do we love him? Do we love him in that way? The very one we stand before at the great white throne of judgment someday and answer for sin. Do we know that love, that submission? See, we should be honoring both. And I think too often when we pray, and I like to pray to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. But when we pray to the Father, we, we pray with this reverence. When we pray to the Son, maybe it's just a step lower. And when we pray to the Spirit, maybe if it's, it's even another step lower as we have a lack of understanding. May we see them as one trinity united together. Study God's word. I think too often we mess up on purpose too. Let's talk about that. I've got a one-year-old. She's a little over one now. And she's, she's starting to run. Does anybody remember that stage when your kids were young and they were like one, two years old and they started to run? And the other day... I'm starting to notice this defiance. Oh, I love her. And right now it's cute, right? You tell her, no, don't, don't do that. And she's like, uh, you watch me do it. Like the other day, we've got a gate by the steps because it's not safe to let a one-year-old climb up the steps. Not quite yet. And somebody, I won't name names, but they left the gate open to the steps. And you just see she knows new area of exploration, so she sees that gate open and she looks at mom and dad. She looks at us. She does. And she looks at that gate. She looks at us. She looks at the gate and we think, uh-oh. 
who, I mean, let's be honest, what we're probably thinking is, who's going to get up first? And there's another eyeball. It's like me to my wife, my wife to me, and okay, honey, you're going to get up? It's like a test, right? Husbands, just get up. <laughs> but she looks at me, she looks at her, she looks at me, she looks at steps, and we get her about two steps up, but it's a defiance, and we do that too. We know we're not supposed to do it. We know we should reverence after God and his word and his right way of living, righteous way of living. We should live up to those standards, not the world standards. There's a better way of living, but we go our own way because we have an appreciation for his love, but we don't have a reverence for his law. May we turn to his law more each day, to his righteous ways of life. Let's move forward. Jesus is to be honored as God. That is my challenge to you all this week. Consider your view or your views of Jesus. Do you honor him as Lord, as God over your life? And do truly think about this. Consider this. Do you revere him? Do you stand in all of Christ just as you do stand in all of our heavenly father? We are commanded to honor the son just as we honor the father. That's straight from scripture. Honor the son just as we honor the father. This was another claim of his deity, of his authority. Yet the religious leaders of that day, they weren't listening. There's my challenge to us. Do we listen? Do we yield? Scripture says anyone who does not honor the son does not honor the God, the father who sent him. This was serious stuff that day, and it's still serious stuff today. And following this line of thought, to reject Jesus and his deity is therefore to also reject God the Father himself. I know people, I know relatives, you probably all do, who they believe in God. They believe in this almighty God, creator of the world, but then they don't believe in the deity, the authority of Jesus. They think Jesus was just some good man. Oh, maybe he had some special powers. Maybe he, he did some good things. Maybe it was just a lack of understanding in that day and age. But he wasn't God. But you cannot deny the scriptures. Jesus is equal with God. I pray that you guys, because those people, they will answer for that. And I pray that all of you will not have to answer for that. I pray that you receive the truth in God's word, that they work in perfect harmony together. Finally, we consider, I've given you a lot to consider today, consider that Jesus has the power to judge and to save. Are you saved? Jesus says there's one way to be saved, and in verse 24 we read of this, to believe, to believe in the Son is to pass from death to life. But not just to believe, we must confess that Jesus is Lord Trust in him and move from death to life forevermore. And then you will be judged not by your sinful actions, but by his saving action. And I don't know about you, that sounds a lot better to me. Do we want assurance of eternal life today? Let's look to Jesus, trust Jesus, and follow Jesus. Can we say that together? Let's say that. Look to Jesus, trust Jesus, follow Jesus. Yes. 
every day of our lives. We must look to Jesus, trust Jesus, follow Jesus, honor Jesus as divine, full of authority and power. He is God. Judgment will come. There will be no exceptions. Judgment will come. And accountability for sin and your actions will also be coming. But if you trust in Jesus as Lord, God won't judge us upon our sinful actions. We'll be judged by his saving action. Let's pray and close in song. And then I remind you to stick around. We'll have about 10 minutes to fellowship. Then we'll come back together for Sunday school kickoff. Share this news, this saving news with a friend this week. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, which is such a light to our life. And oh, Lord, how we feel we need it more and more today than ever. But truth is, it's always been needed. There's not been one day since, since the beginning of creation when your, your word and your law and the life-saving news of Jesus was not needed. Lord, since the beginning of creation, you created us with the desire to have a relationship with us. And we messed that up and we still mess it up every single day with our sins. But you sent Jesus to restore that relationship with you. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the helper, the Holy Spirit, which is in our lives. And Lord, we pray today and for this week that we would think of Jesus not simply as just some savior who saves us and is our lucky penny to get out of trouble or, or get out of jail free card, but that we would revere him as Lord, as God of our lives. And we would truly listen to him and follow him and allow him to lead us every step of the way. And Lord, as we say, we want to know Christ and make him known. May we submit to you with a humble, humble life and ask for your help in doing so. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Thank you. Let's sing together this final song.
joining us in worship this morning. We'll take a break and reconvene in about 10 minutes for a Sunday school kickoff. To those who need to leave, I understand. But to those who are leaving, I encourage you, join us for Sunday school next week. And I'll tell you, really, that's when it's starting. Today's the kickoff. We're going to talk about where to go, what options are. But today also, we're going to be um, getting reacquainted with a fun little Sunday school scavenger hunt, getting to know our people of our church. So we'll see each other in a few minutes.